Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. We are your hosts, Galia Brahim and Jess Garcia. We are self-transformational life coaches. In our podcast, we share insights and tools for transformation, self-healing, and spiritual self-development. Stay tuned for weekly episodes. To learn more about our mentorship programs and services, visit us at schoolsofconsciousness.com. Today, we are going to talk about Galia's book, Trauma Healing, the Spiritual Approach Guidebook. Galia Brahim is a transformational life coach who specializes in trauma recovery. She battled with mental health for years, and she healed herself through a devoted spiritual practice. She is dedicated to educating people on mental health and creates a bridge between psychology and spirituality, introducing deep healing methods to break free from our mental prisons. Welcome to episode 18 of the New Paradigm Podcast. And I want to start off first by saying that the book that Galia, my love, wrote which is called Trauma Healing, The Spiritual Approach. It's a powerful guidebook. And I feel it's so powerful because in this book, Galia is so vulnerable. And I feel it's beautifully written because it's really like a blueprint to healing and realizing our trauma responses and where they're coming from, how they manifest. And I want to say thank you for being so vulnerable and during a hard period of your time where you were in bed due to an injury, you were able to make something great out of it. So thank you for truly making the best out of a situation that it's not the easiest. It's tough. But you really were able to sit down with yourself and create something beautiful that you are now able to share with others. And thank you so much. I love you and I appreciate you. your work. Thank you. And with that said, I want to ask you, what inspired you to write your first book on trauma healing? Well, what inspired me is my own experience diving deep into trauma healing um, the past years of my life. And what I realized is that everything comes from a trauma. Everything in our life, when we get triggered, it's a trauma response. And we need to be aware that we have trauma in the first place. We need to first awaken to our traumas. So many people are living their life unaware that they experience traumas. I have created this book for people to become self-realized. To realize that everything that they did manifest in their life, they manifested this because trauma happened into their life too. So they need to understand how dysfunctional life patterns lead to trauma. And there are so many trauma experiences. I share myself really intimately in this book. And I know that for some people, it might be hard to read my words. But this is my experience of trauma. I know some other people, they have different experiences when it comes to trauma. But it, it doesn't matter the intensity of your trauma. It's still important to understand it and not judging it. 
So I did create it for people to really get in touch with their traumas first and then being able to heal. And this is important work today. Yes, it's really important work. And I'm glad that you were able to create this book and share it because I feel like what you share in this book and how you broke it down in those three chapters, I feel like it's such a powerful guideline. It's simple to the point. And obviously, if the reader is attracted to the book, then they're meant to get a powerful tool out of it. And I definitely recommend people to give it a read. And I want to actually ask you to tell us more about your book. Well, I mentioned it prior that it's a really intimate and personal book because I share myself with a lot of vulnerability. That's why when it did come out, I had this loud self kicking in and just, you know, in a way like telling me, are you sure about this book? Are you not afraid about how you are going to be received by others? And all these kind of questions. And at the same time, I felt that this release of this book it was also my freedom to be able to stand firm in my truth and be able to share this truth with the world and be able through my own experiences to inspire others to get into also this process of trauma healing because it's not an easy journey healing is not linear all right we have like up and downs it's really messy it gets messy but we need to be comfortable with these messy aspects of ourselves so my book has three chapters in the first chapter i explain the roots of trauma i do say it in psychogenealogy for instance we inherit not only our parents' body defenses when we inherit DNA, but we also inherit their psychology, their emotional self. All of this, it is anchored in our DNA. And we spend most of our life to remove ourselves from this imprint. We need to understand what has happened in our life as a child and even before our birth. The patterns that have pre-existed before us determine how we are going to live our life. So there are so many factors when it comes to trauma healing because first, trauma is intergenerational. Traumas are passed down from generation to generation. So if our parents don't heal from their traumas, they don't learn to release traumas, we are going to be impacted by their mistakes of not wanting to heal or not having the tools to heal. And secondly, we also need to realize that traumas are the result of a social construct. If we have learned as a child and even later as a teenager to behave a certain way, to adopt certain toxic behaviors, well, these toxic behaviors will be reproduced because we learned how to be a young child or how to be a teenager and then a young adult through these toxic behaviors. And as long as we ignore that there are toxic behaviors, we'll keep reproducing them. Hmm. So this is the first chapter, The Roots of Trauma. The second chapter, it's about understanding our trauma responses. 
And what do we do when we get triggered? When we find ourselves experiencing again trauma? So it's about learning tools and I have some audio guided meditations where I guide people to understand these trauma responses deep inside themselves, but be able as well to catch themselves when they respond to trauma or they get triggered. So they're learning tools, for instance, coming back into our heart, finding our way back to the essence of our being. So reconnecting with our heart being able to transmute our emotions because emotions are energy in motion. So it's about being able to transmute these feelings and most of the time when we experience trauma, what comes up for us are two feelings, anger and fear. So it's about learning to transmute these emotions but also realizing that our emotions don't define us. It's really some tools to get out of this state of mind, this toxic state of mind, this trauma response. In the third part of my book, which is called Conscious Embodiment, it's about integrating the lessons, understanding that we can't keep living from a place of trauma. We can't keep reproducing the same negative patterns that hurt us, the same subconscious patterns that destroy us daily. And we need to shift. And how do we shift? We shift through mindfulness, through coming back to our consciousness, our spirit, our essence. This is why I'm saying it's an approach of trauma healing through a spiritual approach, because this is what we need to go back to. As we remember, we remember that the essence of our being is pure, is bliss, is eternal. Then we are not affected by what's happening in our reality. And this I explain it through a spiritual practice, through energy healing, through somatic work, all the things that we can do that can make us more conscious and present. Beautiful. Yes, it's always us coming back to ourself, right? And with the trauma response, we forget who we are because we then begin to relate to our pains and then we learn these behavioral patterns that actually don't benefit us. So it always comes full circle where we need to remember who we are. And as we remember who we are, then we go through this process. And just like you mentioned, it's not a linear process process healing is not linear because there's so many ups and downs and right when you think you just got to the last bit of tears or pain boom like you realize wow like it goes deeper but with a different sense it's not like you're trying to suffer anymore it's just you're you're going deeper and deeper because it really is just this just like a rabbit hole because we're so beyond just this lifetime right we're multi-dimensional beings so coming back to our wholeness and and I think it's great how you end it with that embodiment because it's an ongoing embodiment right ongoing integrations and as we learn the keys we're able then to apply it we're able to apply this blueprint in many aspects so it's super powerful and I want to talk a little bit more about personal experiences that you have had in your own life and in the book you do share with us some very very intimate moments that I know 
know are not easy for you to talk about and it's getting easier for you and I feel like this is something that I can really understand deeply because we live together and we live through the moments of revealing these these moments in your life and and now you're able to actually share them so I want to just say that I have so much respect for the fact that you have that that strength to be able to really use your life experiences and and put yourself out there and I want to ask you if you can share with us some or a major life event that was a catalyst for your personal and spiritual growth well i often talk about it and for the people who have been following my journey they know that there was this big shift in my life this awakening in 2017 where I really understood that I couldn't keep living the way I was living and that I needed deeper answers. And these answers, I needed to find them. And for this, I chose to go overseas and give up on everything to just uh, start this healing journey. But really, I needed to question everything. I got to this place where I questioned everything and I didn't have trust anymore for me to rebuild this trust within myself. So it was major for me when I was able to awaken to my purpose. And my purpose was to help people to ascend, to find themselves and the way back to their heart to the essence of their being. And as I was finding myself inside, I was able to realize that the most precious gift is to know who we are and where we come from. Mm. That's beautiful. And thank you for that offering. I would love to dive deeper into chapter one that you were sharing earlier. And I would love for you to share and explain to our listeners the process of trauma healing. How do we identify the dysfunctional patterns? Well, I said it earlier that it first comes with this awareness, this awareness that we suffer this awareness of our traumas, because everyone experiences traumas, like I said before, to some extent, to different degrees, but everyone experiences traumas. So first we need to awaken to our traumas. And secondly, and I talk about identifying dysfunctional life patterns and why it's important. In my book, in chapter one, I give a journal prompt, really easy. Reflect on major life events where you felt unloved, unworthy, or unsupported. And reflect on how these experiences impacted your entire life. And now how can you, not that you become aware of these experiences, how can you redirect your purpose? To identify dysfunctional life patterns, it's just this. It's as simple as that. It takes you to reflect. And I know some people might think, oh, I'm not able to remember. But your body remembers. Your spirit remembers. That's why our spirit gets broken in the first place, because our spirit can remember. Our spirit remembers the places that destroyed us. So we need to trust this inner feeling and also get in touch with the responses of our body, the energies in our body where our emotions are stuck in our body, 
Because all of this, all of these things are indications of what has happened in our past. So we need to trust this intuition and honor these feelings. Mm. Yes, honoring the feelings. Those are powerful tips that you share with us because I know that for my own journey, that's how it has come together for me to identify my own dysfunctional patterns. And it's really powerful once we do realize it because when we catch ourselves falling again into these patterns, we're able to recognize it and it becomes a muscle that we exercise. The more that we catch ourselves falling in this ego trap and we're able to stop ourselves, the more then we're actually able to realize what creates that and how we can actually stop it and then the more that we do this then we're able to replace it right we release it by becoming aware and doing our best every time to not allow ourselves to get there until we can then fully just catch it and then it doesn't even happen right and then and once it doesn't happen anymore we're actually using other techniques while we're learning to detach ourselves from these dysfunctional patterns so it always comes down to this awareness and it's powerful to really awaken to our traumas because this is when the healing journey begins. I would love to now dive into chapter two of your book. Could you give us some examples of the different manifestations of trauma responses? Well, there are so many trauma responses and I just chose to explain some of these trauma responses because there are so many. But I think the ones that I described in my book are the ones that most people experience. And the first one is this lack of safety. Because what comes up with trauma, it's obviously feeling this deep distrust within ourselves and is directed towards this misunderstanding that we have within. And in a way, feeling that traumas have broken us so much that it's hard to feel safe inside. It doesn't feel like we can trust. And because one part of us as well refuses to sit with the trauma because it's too painful. So I would rather neglect it and sometimes thinking that this lack of safety is coming from the outside because we refuse to go inside ourselves. So this lack of safety, it's, it's a trauma response. It's a big trauma response. And the first thing when we get in touch with different trauma responses is understanding that everything comes from this lack of safety, this, this unsafety within thyself is responsible for all the trauma responses. And this, I really explained it really clearly, that we need to find this strength again. We need to cultivate this safety within by calling upon our higher guidance. Some people call it consciousness, some others call it God. But this benevolent figure, they can reassure us that we are safe and that we are loved and protected. And this is really important because if we don't feel safe, it's going to be hard to get deeper into the healing process. This is a trauma response that we need to solve in the first place. 
And I talk about also this lack of identity that is coming up with trauma or like I like to say, becoming aware of trauma. It's actually the self not knowing itself anymore. This is why we have this feeling of ungroundedness. Feeling ungrounded, where it's coming from, it's coming from this lack of connection to self. So this lack of identity, we need to also break it down and we need to remind ourselves who we are, who we were before trauma happened. So this lack of identity is major because it's coming as well from us identifying too much with our feelings. If we are identifying too much with the feeling of fear, then we're going to think that our whole personality, right, the core of our being is fearful when it's not. It doesn't have to be fearful. We are just feeling fear, but it doesn't mean that we are fearful. It doesn't mean that the core of our being is fearful. It's just because we have forgotten this core of our being, right? Like we're lacking this self-identity and we are identifying too much with this trauma response. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's my purpose. Mm -hmm. All of this. But this fragmentation is necessary because it allows us to make space to all other things to be received. I talk also about addiction and codependency. And, and addiction is a major trauma response. And the root of addiction is a trauma response. So we become addicted to something because we're trying to escape or hide away our problems. So we are using an addiction as a coping mechanism for us to relieve this pain. And it goes on. It goes on. There are so many trauma responses, but I feel that these trauma responses are the most preeminent in the trauma healing process. I agree. Those, I would say, three that you mentioned are certainly very relevant in, I feel, most of today's world. Because I know for myself, those three, along many others, were some of my own responses to trauma. And addiction was a major one. And it definitely comes from this escapism, you know, this wanting to run away from our problems. And it becomes too much to bear that we would rather self-medicate to make us feel better escaping our bodies, right? Escaping the moment. We want to get out of this moment. We, we don't want to be here now. We want to be elsewhere, but not here. So I think it's very important that you do mention those three trauma responses because they are very common in today's world. So now I want to dive into chapter three. Would you please share with us some practices that you have written in your book that can help for conscious embodiment? Yeah, I think the, the first practice is to train our consciousness and we train our consciousness through tools first reframing our thinking we need to reframe our thinking we need to learn how to act when we get triggered and then also having a practice a spiritual practice energy work practice i explain different practices that can help us to reach this conscious embodiment even if i don't like saying reaching because it's not even reaching because it has always been here it's just about us to unlock this capability that we have inside 
this consciousness that we are and that we have always been and that never ceases. I give different examples of energy healing practices. As a Reiki practitioner, Reiki healer, I am myself always so inspired by my own practice when I allow this guidance to just be with me, to navigate. So first, I explain a really simple exercise of Reiki that you can also follow with the audio-guided meditations which is tapping into our energy and how does it feel because it's really important because once we become aware of our own energy then this is just like our own shield because as we know what frequency we emanate then we are able to attract this frequency that we are this frequency of love and light but when we disrupt the natural flow of this life force we no longer connect it to our consciousness we become absent. We're not present in our vessel anymore. So we need to allow this life force to flow. So tapping into our energy through this Reiki exercise to really like feel into our energetic body field, how it feels. And secondly, to be able to now clear out our energetic body field. And we clear out our energetic body field from all these energy lines that connect us to trauma. So through the Atsureo exercise in Reiki, you can visualize that you are removing layers and layers of dense energy of your energetic body field. So you're clearing out your energy through your own thinking, through your own mind. So this is also a practice that I encourage doing, clearing out our energetic body field because every single day our energetic body field can get cluttered with dense energy from the outside. So we need to be able to flush out this energy in our daily life. And also breath work. Breath work is so important. And this is why I value my yogic practice so much. I honor this path of the yogi because with breath work, pranayama, we are able to purify our energetic channels. So we get into a process of purification of our energetic centers because our energetic centers all resonate at some frequency and it depends on what we have experienced as well. So just as I said before, emotions can get trapped in the body. So we need to learn how to release these energies, these emotions breathwork can allow us to come into this place of embodiment and and exhale all that we don't wish to experience and of course movement even if it's something that i mentioned really briefly in my book but movement is so important to get into a, a physical practice every single day because this energy needs to be moved so we need to allow this energy to move and of course, I feel like this is the most important part of my book and the most beautiful and moving part, which is forgiveness. And forgiveness is a daily practice and we need to get more into this practice because if we can forgive the unforgivable, this is mercy. Mercy that we can offer to the ones that have hurt us. 
And this mercy is a divine gift. It's tapping into this divine presence within us that is able to show mercy. And first, we need to show mercy to ourselves. Even if we think that we are not dear to be forgiven, finding this strength and finding this self-compassion within to forgive ourselves. So these are practices of conscious embodiment that we can all get into. It's just about discipline, mindset, and really wanting to ascend. Because by us doing the work, we are weaving a new path for future generations. By us healing, we are recreating this golden age on earth. Yes, and those are very powerful exercises for embodiment. And I definitely also recommend our listeners, if they're not already incorporating that in their own daily practice, I highly encourage to implement that because it helps to integrate our highest qualities. And I absolutely love using those tools for my own practice. And I definitely see the major improvement that it's had in my life when I found these tools and continue to use them every single day. I would love to learn more about the process of you working with someone. Are you currently offering any coaching programs? How can someone reach out to you if they're interested in working with you one-on-one? Yes, absolutely. I offer two mentorship programs. And my first mentorship program is a trauma recovery program. So it's a four-week program where we learn how to identify dysfunctional life patterns, how to become more aware of our traumas. And we learn tools to disconnect ourselves from the experience of trauma. And my second mentorship program, it is for a woman who would like to truly get in touch with the transformational process. So it's a full-on transformational program. It is all about releasing our negative subconscious patterns and replacing them by positive patterns. And this needs to happen in a long-term period because we can now see our evolution. I'm able as well to build a relationship with my client. And where can our listeners Find your work, either if they want to sign up for the coaching memberships you just shared, and also how can they download your free ebook? You have a link in my bio on Instagram, Heal with Galia. You can find a link to download my book on Smashwords. And the first 100 copies of my book are free for download. So I highly encourage you to get your copy if you haven't downloaded my book yet. And and they can find many posts of mine on Instagram. And obviously this podcast, (laughs) we are on the New Paradigm Podcast. And they can find my mentorship programs and fill up an application in my bio, also on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for sharing your book with us today and having this beautiful talk. Thank you so much for reflecting with me and for really loving this book. And I love the way you you talked about it and you found some questions that truly resonated with me. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. 